Welcome to the home of the blessed people. And here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Adeyemo. Can we bow down our heads as we share a word of prayer? We are going into the world. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for we have not gathered to an ordinary place. Thank you for the first Sunday in the year 2021. We know our lives will never remain the same via the word you are bringing to us this morning. We thank you because it will be like apple of gold in the picture of silver and our boundary lines will surely fall on pleasant places. Thank you for what you have in stock for us. Thank you because we are hungry, we are excited, and we are expectant for these things you have in stock for, them, for us. That there will be a manifestation of every word, of every word spoken, of every word of prophecy that you have spoken ahead of us. And thank you, Father, because there will be great rejoicing in this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for letting your word mix with faith in our hearts to produce your intended fruits. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. My wife shared earlier today that times and seasons are in the hands of God. And it changes the times and seasons surely as he will. And we want to thank God for the new season he's bringing us into as individuals, as church, as a people, as a nation. I want to thank God because it's a season that will surely come to pass. And in this season, I want to tell with you the very most important thing, the very first and the most important thing to do when you move into a new season. The Bible talks about the principle of the first. How you handle the new season is important. What you do first in the new season is important. How you live and conduct your life in the new season is very important. But first thing first, how you enter, how you begin, how you start the new season is of priority. Will determine how the rest of the season will be. And that is why I want to share with you this morning on the power of thanksgiving. In this new season that God is bringing you to, is a season that you must cultivate the habit, the lifestyle of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving must not be far from you. Thanksgiving must become your daily routine. I will share reasons with you why you must embrace a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Because no matter the promises, no matter the journey, no matter the toughness and roughness, no matter the smoothness and greatness, thanksgiving is a must for you, child of God. Don't let anything, don't let anyone, don't allow any force to take the force of thanksgiving away from your life. Make sure it is a lifestyle you commit to, you entrench yourself in, it's a lifestyle that you become an addict of so that your destiny can be sure as he has said so. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, says the word of God in Hosea 6.4. Many believers today are grounded because they take God for granted. In the natural, anyone you do favor for and does not know how to respond appropriately, 
constrains you from further favor. Constrains anyone from further favor to that person. It's natural. Thank you is what qualifies you for the next act of favor. Great times have come. Great times have turned into gloomy days for many because the source of great times was not acknowledged. May God turn, may God never turn his back on anyone listening to me on this platform here this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. I want to say once again, Happy New Year. This year will be happy for you. This year will be good for you. This year will be great for you. I want to pray you this morning into a lifestyle of kingdom addiction of thanksgiving. I want to challenge you in five areas this morning as regards to thanksgiving. Five areas of your life that I want you to watch. Five areas I want to inspire you with that you make thanksgiving part and parcel of your life. And I pray for the rest of your days you will remember this, especially in this new season that God is bringing you into. It's going to be a very interesting season. But listen to me this morning. Thanksgiving, a lifestyle of thanksgiving, a daily routine of thanksgiving will be your major key to unlock the access of heaven over your life in this season. I did not hear your amen. So the first area I want to challenge you is this. Number one, become an addict of thanksgiving. Start treating thanksgiving as someone who cannot do without it. The word addict simply means cannot do without. We are addicted to thanksgiving in this mission. We are addicted to thanksgiving in this church. One of the things we consciously do is set aside every first Sunday of the month to consciously, deliberately, and intentionally thank God for what he has done, for what he's doing, and what he's still going to do. The beginning of the new year like this, if not for the pandemic and still in the pandemic and, without, and notwithstanding the pandemic, the first Sunday is set aside as a time to give thanks to God. But we must learn the revelation. We must learn why we do what we do. The power behind it. What happens when we give thanks? So that we can live in the revelation of it. When you get addicted to thanksgiving, heaven opens up for you of his own accord. Heaven opens up for you in his own accord. Praise the Lord. Beginning of the year like this, we give thanks. Why do we do so? We are going to learn this morning. And it's important for you to always, like I said, as an individual, cultivate the habit. Habit, make it your lifestyle to always give thanks to the Lord. Some of these reasons I will be sharing with you in Psalm 92, verses 1 and 2. He says it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing his praises to his holy name. Almost high. Verse 2 says to declare your loving kindness in the morning and faithfulness in the evening time. 
It is a good thing, the scripture says, to give thanks. Be a lover of what is good. It is a good thing to give thanks. And the word of God says in 1 Peter 3.13, Who is he that will harm you if ye be doers of that which is good? Who is he that will harm you if ye be doers of that which is good? So therefore, it means doing good attracts some level of blessings upon your life. No evil will come near you. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Why? So thanksgiving is what envelopes you. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Thanksgiving envelopes you and wraps you in God. It envelopes you and wraps you in God. Those who don't give thanks lose the benefit of being wrapped around God's presence. Thanksgiving envelopes you, ladies and gentlemen. It wraps you in God. You are enveloped in his divine presence. He covers you when you are addicted to thanksgiving. Every time you give thanks, he wraps himself around you. God does not need your money. God does not need your materials. The one thing that God will, cannot give himself is thank you. God cannot say thank you to himself. The only thing God can do for himself is to praise himself. That is why he's depending on you, sons of men, to praise him. And if you refuse, he says, stones will replace you. But I pray for you this morning that no stone will replace your life. In the name of Jesus. That is why he's always around those who praise him. God hangs around those who praise him. He's not far from where he's been praised. Hallelujah. Those who give him thanks. All of the time, this is important for you to note. And nothing is more valuable than divine presence in this race of life. Nothing is as valuable as divine presence. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? Romans 8.31 The power of thanksgiving is what we are talking about this morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's not what you do, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not just what you do when you feel like. It's a debt you owe. It must be paid. Otherwise, the source of whatever is your supply can be affected, infected, and cut off. Understand this. Thanksgiving and praise qualifies you to carry divine presence. And divine presence is all you need to have the most triumphant life in this journey of destiny. Divine presence. Moses recognized this. He said, we will not move a hoot from this place if you do not go with us. Divine presence. Romans 8.31 says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Psalm 22 verse 3 says, God, he inhabits the praises of his people. God is always attracted to praises. God won't be with you because you are crying. He will not be with you because you are, you, are, you, 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 you are looking good. He's going to be with you because you are praising him. When you give him praise, it is that praise that qualifies you for divine presence. 
And that divine presence envelopes you. It envelopes you and makes a difference in your life. May God go with you from today. May God go with you everywhere from today. May God go with you to your business. Go with you to your career. Go with you everywhere you go. In the name of Jesus. This is what qualifies you for divine praise. Divine presence. When you give him praise. I see this new season. Divine presence will be your hallmark. Because you are going to become a thanksgiving addict. Divine presence will always be with you. It will be with you in your home. In the car when you are driving. In, the, in, the, in your place of work, it will be with you. When you are conducting business and transactions, he will be with you. When people want to change their mind in a negative way, he will change it around for the positive. In the name of Jesus. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Prayer is good. Fasting is great. Waiting on God is splendid. Giving is fabulous. None of these things qualifies you for divine presence. None of them qualify you for divine presence. Prayer gives God extra job to do. Hello? Don't you know that when you pray, you are sending God to do this, do that? Gives him extra job. When it comes to giving, giving opens up blessings of God in your direction. But there is nothing God is benefiting from us other than thank you, bless you, praise you, Lord. When we give, it is out of what God has given to us we are giving. When we, when we pray... <laughs> When we pray to him, we are giving him extra job to do, like I said. But when you praise him, you keep on attracting him. When you praise him, he keeps on looking for you. When you praise him, he keeps on attra being attracted to you. I remember the story of one of the people that God is so fond of in the scriptures. In fact, God named him a man after his heart, and that was David. If there was anything David located about God, it was his heart towards praise. He praised himself to the very heart of God. I remember a time he was the only king who was dethroned and came back to the throne. And what brought him back was praise. God missed that praise from that throne. I'm speaking to you by the power of God's spirit. In this new season, you will be an addict of praise. You will be an active of giving thanks to the point that God will always be attracted to you in this season. You will not lose the traction of him being attracted to you in the name of Jesus. All the days of your life you praise him. Your house will become a house of praise. Your living room will be a house of praise. Your bedroom will be a house of praise. Your place of work, your car, everywhere you turn, everywhere you go, praise him will continually be upon your lips in the name of Jesus. Amen. I said when you praise him, you keep on attracting him to you. How many people want to keep on praising him? Let me see your hands go up and shout hallelujah. When you attract him, everything goes on being attractive to you. 
your life will be colorful. May it never occur to us, may it never occur to us that as he keeps on lifting us, that it is our own doing that is making things happen. It is him and him alone. It is him and him alone. You know, it's because, you know, when some people are saying this, they say, you know, it's because I did this. Thank God for what he did. But me too, I did this. <laughs> you know, people, people are so funny. Even when they are testimonies, they will say, I did this and I did that. Really? Really? It is him. And may you continue to give him all the glory. Because ladies and gentlemen, it's important we establish this. Because some things are going to happen to you in the next few months. It will be difficult to describe. It's going to be tough to describe the mighty things that God is bringing your way. I hope you will not take the glory. I hope you will not say it is you and your formula and your uh, phonetics and your skills and your perfection that brought it. Second thing I want to share with you about a lifestyle of thanksgiving today is that your degree of gratitude is what defines the greatness of your journey. In this new season that God is bringing you to, as you key into thanksgiving, what is going to determine the greatness of this season is your degree of gratitude. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, key it into it as from today. Don't let any 24 hours go by without you expressing gratitude to God. Gratitude is what will determine your altitude, ladies and gentlemen. The more grateful you are, the more colorful your destiny becomes. Show me a thanksgiving addict and I will show you a life that is never going to be empty. A life that is never empty. None of your tanks, when I say tanks, T-A-N-K-S, none of your tanks, that is a container, a holder, none of your tanks will ever be empty when you are full of tanks, T-H-A-N-K-S. When you are full of tanks, your tank will never be empty. Your love tank will never be empty. Your wealth tank will never be empty. I cannot hear your amen. Your goodness tank will never be empty. Praise is comely to God. Psalm 33 verse 1. That is what attracts him. It's a must for us, ladies and gentlemen. In this new season, do not lack praising God at all times. His praise should continually be on your lips. Sometimes when we are grounded, it's because we are addicted to complaining and murmuring. Sometimes we claim that we don't murmur. But when two or three things happen at the same time, we begin to complain. We begin to murmur. And all of us still need to repent from murmuring today. Praise God. When you were single, you were believing God for a husband. Your biological clock was ticking. Now the husband comes every day. Your husband is this. Your husband is that. Your husband is this. Your husband is that. The same way when you didn't have children. Now the children come. One, two, three. Pop. Now you're complaining. The children are taking your time. They are not. 
murmuring, complaining. When you didn't have a job, you believed God with all your heart for that job. The job should come. Job come now. Be that by crook or by crook, come now. Sorry. Now the job comes. You wake up in the morning, it's complaining. Oh, this job. Oh, this work. Oh, this. You were praying. You said God should give you promotion. Now you are promoted. The responsibility is, oh, this promotion. Oh, this promotion. Oh, what do you want God to do? Tell yourself, as from today, I resign. Because in 1 Corinthians 10, 10, the Bible says, the ones that murmured in the wilderness, they were destroyed by the destroyer. The same people who were crying to God for freedom, they got freed and they still complained. May you resign from complaint avenue in this new season. May complaint never be found in your vocabulary in this season. In this new season, no more murmuring, no more complaints all the days of your life. Rather than complain, switch to thanksgiving so that the presence of God can locate you and wrap himself around you. Everybody said, the presence of God will locate me. And will wrap himself around me as I give him thanks. Complaining may look like the logical thing to do. Complaining may look like the sensible thing to do. After all, we are human beings. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, thanksgiving is the way forward. This new season, complaining is not permitted in your life forever. When you are addicted to thanksgiving, you are attracted to unsolicited favor. I see favor cover you round about in the name of Jesus. Can I hear your amen like thunder? Number three, the third challenge I want to give you is this. Give thanks fervently. People pray fervently, but when it comes to giving thanks, they slow down. Give thanks fervently. Give thanks passionately. Give thanks as if no one else is thanking him enough. Thank him with every bone and every fiber within you. People pray fervently, but don't give thanks fervently. When it's time to pray, when you see prayer requests, you see the decibel of people's voices, they go up. You see intensity and you see passion. But when it's time to give thanks, people give it as if, well, you know, it's something we must do, but we don't know why we are doing it anyway, but let's do it. Let's do it. That's not how to give thanks. You do it vehemently. You do it with passion. Maybe that was one of the things that registered David in the heart of God. David praised him with so much passion. His clothes fell off, he did not know. Can you imagine? He's like a madman praising God. Praising God. His clothes fell off, he didn't even concern himself about his clothes. Please keep your own clothes on when you are praising, amen? But hallelujah. His clothes were off. He did not know. What a heart towards God. Let me, how do you know whether you are praising him fervently? Let me show you a scripture. Luke chapter 17. 
Put it on the screen for the people of God. Luke chapter 17 from verses 13 to 16. There was a story of some lepers. As Jesus was passing by, he was going to Jerusalem. And there were some cities in between. Of course, you know the story about Asia Minor there, about where he was in those days, and how, how it's mixed up of Jews and Samaritans. Jews and Samaritans. So he was going, and there was a particular time that some lepers, we don't know whether these lepers were fully Jews, but they could have been a mix of them because there were some mixed cities. And what happened was that, let's go to verse 13 there. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. You know the story of those days. Lepers were out of the gates. They were outside the gates of the city. They were not allowed into the city because they could infect people with leprosy. Just like coronavirus now, when people are infected or we say they should quarantine. So these guys were in a level of quarantine. They had to even speak to Jesus from afar and say, have mercy, have mercy. Then Jesus spoke back to them. See how they cried to God. The Bible says in verse 13, what did they do? They cried to God. Have mercy, have mercy. And in verse 14, and when he saw them, you see, he saw them from afar. He said unto them, go, show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, as they were going, you know, he gave them the word. Go and show yourself to the priest. The priests in those days were like the health inspectors. They were the ones to affirm or confirm that you don't have coronavirus. Oh, sorry. That you don't have uh, leprosy. Praise God. It's just like going for a COVID test now. So he now asked them to go. So as they were going, because they were the only ones who can certify that you don't have leprosy anymore. As they were going, as they were going, they just found out their skin changed. Leprosy was gone. And after that happened, look at it. And it came to pass. No, verse 14 again. Verse 14 again. 14. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15 now. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And with a loud voice, what did he do? He glorified God. How did he ask God in verse 13? With a loud voice, he asked. And how is he glorifying God back? With a loud voice. This is what we don't do. And look at it. When he now glorified God with a loud voice, verse 16. And he fell down at his feet. That is what he has. Probably he doesn't have anything else. He only has his body. He threw his body down before him. He fell down at his feet, giving him thanks. See how he gave him thanks. He started with a loud voice and glorified God. And he fell at his feet. And he was a Samaritan. It's like God doing favor for believers and unbelievers. And the unbelievers were more excited about what God did for them than believers. You see, that's a shame. That's not right. And look at it. And Jesus answered them, said, were there not ten that were cleansed? 
But where are they now? That means that he was expecting them. Oh, in the place of thanksgiving, may you never be found wanting. God was expecting them to come back. Just he's expecting you to come and give thanks to him today. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be a session in this service that is put aside for you to thank God. Oh, with all your might, brethren, please do thank him with all your might. Because he's expecting you to come. He's expecting. The Bible says these scriptures were written for our example. They were not just written there. It was written for our example. So that you and I can know what to do. He's expecting you. See how we praise God. With a loud voice. He made this request. I remember on the 31st, you were shouting to God. You were praising him. You were, you were calling on him to do stuff for you. Now it's time to thank him. In the beginning of last year, in 2019 to 2020, with a loud voice, Lord, let me see the end of this year. You have seen it now. Is it with that same loud voice you are going to praise him? Is it with all of your being? You see, throwing his body at his feet was a demonstration that everything I have, I lay it down before you. I seek God. Help you this year to do it right. To give thanks fervently. To put passion into giving thanks. In the name of Jesus. Thanksgiving, as far as I'm concerned, is more potent than prayers. It's more powerful than prayers. God will answer your prayers if he hears. Isn't that what the Bible says? He says when we pray according to his will, he hears us. So when we pray and it's not according to his will, what will he do? He will not hear us. So it's not every prayer God hears. Because technicalities are involved in prayer. But when you give thanks and you praise him, <laughs> he even says you can praise him anyhow. No technicality involved in praise. He says he comes down. When you praise him, what does he do? He comes down. When he prays you, he locates you. So between hearing you and coming down, which one do you prefer? Ah, you see now? You see why, why I'm saying it's more potent? Of course, it's coming down you prefer. God comes down and envelopes you in his divine presence. So no arrows of the devil can touch you. In this new season, no arrow of the enemy will come near you. The Bible talks of the arrow that flies at noonday and destruction at night. None will come near you. None will come near your children. If you believe that, say good amen. No arrow of the enemy will come near your dwelling place in the name of Jesus. When you pray, you can pray amiss. The Bible says so. I'm not saying that. I'm not a prophet of doom. When you pray, you can pray amiss. But when you praise, you cannot praise amiss. You cannot praise amiss. That's a good remark word there. David praised his way to the heart of God. In Psalm 119 verse 164, David said, seven times a day do I praise you because of your righteous judgments. How many times does the psalmist praise him a day? Seven times. In Psalm 55 verse 17, he says he prays to God three times a day. He prays to God three times a day, but he praises God seven times a day. No wonder it's more potent. In 1996, 
Israel celebrated the the 3,000th year anniversary of King David, naming the city. 3,000th anniversary, naming Jerusalem. 3,000, 3,000 years. You see how when you praise God, things will outlast you when you praise God. Even God says his throne, the throne of Jesus, his son, is named after David. What a man that got God's heart. May you get his heart in this new season. May a book of memorial be opened for you. That have you seen my son? Have you seen my daughter? This is he sold out. He sold out to praising me. May that be said of you in heaven today. In the name of Jesus. You must learn how to get lost in God. By thanking him. Thank him for his act. That is what he has done. Thank him for it. And also praise him for who he is. That is his personality. You thank him for his acts. But you praise him for who he is. You thank him for his acts. And you praise him for who he is. When you have this way, when you have this attitude, destiny opens up for you in grand style. No force on the earth is as potent as the force of thanksgiving. What, can't do God, what God cannot do for himself. There is no force, I repeat it, as potent as thanksgiving. Look at the miracles in the Bible. Look at the miracles Jesus Christ did when he gave thanks. You want to talk of the five loaves and two fishes? He fed 5,000 people. If you think that is nothing, go and try it. Praise God, go and try it. He gave thanks. That was the miracle. He gave thanks. And even baskets had to locate themselves from heaven to the earth. Heaven opened. Baskets from heaven were loaded. He gave thanks and the miraculous erupted. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Thanksgiving brings the miraculous. What ordinarily cannot happen, what ordinarily can never happen, Thanksgiving makes it happen. John 11, you knew when he raised Lazarus from the dead, all Jesus Christ did was, he said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. He looked up to heaven and he gave thanks. And the miraculous erupted. I see in this new season, as you keep on thanking him, your life will be loaded with daily miracles. The miraculous will become your normal in the name of Jesus. Just let your heart, let your heart be filled with thanksgiving. You thank him for what he has done, his acts, and you praise him for who he is, his personality. And I see God do the very unusual for you. This season is not like any other season you have lived before. Listen, you are going to experience the very unusual, the very uncommon. The miraculous will become the order of the day. Daily you will see it. I mean, how do you expect the people of those days to explain it? We had five loaves and two fishes. Even the disciples, where are the baskets? Where are the containers going to come from? The miracle came with container. It came. Who supplied it? Where was it from? 
how did they get it? The town was far away. Nobody could have run to town and bring it and dodge it in. The miracle came with the container. Oh, the miraculous you are going to see. It will be difficult to explain. In the name of Jesus Christ. Quickly, because of our time this morning. Number four, nothing grows in your hands without tongues. Nothing grows in your hands without tongues. How many people are out there you want things to grow in your hands this year? That business must grow. That money must grow. That your finances must grow. That your dream must grow. That your inspiration must grow. Anything that is in your hands, listen to me, it does not grow without thanksgiving. Psalm 67 verses 5 to 6. Let's hurry up. Psalm 67 from verses 5 to 6. Let the people praise thee, O Lord. Let all the people praise thee. Verse 6. Then shall the earth bring forth our increase, and even our own God shall bless us. It is after you have praised him, it is after you have praised him that the earth will bring forth, the earth will bring forth, and even God will put his blessing on us. The only way to see increase is to know the mystery, the revelation of thanksgiving. Nothing rises without your praise and thanksgiving. Nothing rises without your praise and thanksgiving. I'm trusting God in this new season. You will praise him like never before. I'm praying for you. You will become a praise addict. You will become a thanksgiving addict. As a church, we will praise God like never before. That is why God spoke to us even about declare his praise service. Is to inject this revelation, this mystery into the atmosphere of what we do. And I'm trusting God that you will do it by revelation this year. You'll be excited to do it. You will come with a whole vigor of your being to declare God's praise over your life. In the name of Jesus. As individuals, you will praise him. Your children, when they want to write about you, say, Daddy does not joke with praise. Mommy does not joke with praise. Because she gives it a whole. Some of us, it is only when traditional music or the social music are playing. That is when we will see your strength and your muscles. But when it comes to pray, praising in the house of God, it will look like as if you are attending a funeral. May God have mercy on you. In this new season, you will not behave like that. In this new season, it will be different. You will praise him like never before. In the name of Jesus. As a church, as individuals, we need to engage in this mystery, in this revelation like never before. If you cannot acknowledge him for what he has done, then you cannot see the things you desire. God does things every day. You must learn how to take count of what he has done. Some of us is because we have not learned. It's something you learn. Don't assume it. Because it is only when you name your blessings 
when you name them one by one, then you will know what the Lord has actually done, the songwriter says. It's, an, it's a habit you must develop to count what God has done. Wait a minute. I slept and I woke up this morning. Do you know how many people sleep in their dreams and don't wake up? Oh, I took my children to school and they came back and we are safe. Do you know how many families in North America alone, while taking their kids to school, they had an accident and the family wiped out or two dead or one paralyzed or something happens. So many things. You must learn how to count it. On the same highway that you are traveling every day, traveling, that you have even taken for granted. Do you know how many people have died on that highway? You must learn how to count the good things, the good thing that God has been doing every day. Praise the Lord. Because the Lord has been sustaining you. He said, I slept, I woke up because the Lord sustained me. It's not because I knew how to sleep very well. Some of you are even bad sleepers. The way you snore, we can hear you from the next building. <laughs> Glory be to God. You know, worry. He gave her the beloved sleep. We know you sleep very well. That's why. Praise God. The most valuable thing you have in your life is your life. The one sustaining that life, I think, is worthy of thanks. The psalmist said in Psalm 150, verse 6, he said, let everything that has breath, let him praise the Lord. Thanksgiving will never depart from your life, will never depart from your destiny in the name of Jesus. The reason why we organize Thanksgiving service every Sunday, every first Sunday of the month in times past here is to energize you. Is to energize you. Is to, is to stimulate you to always remember to live a lifestyle of Thanksgiving. Have you been blessed this awesome afternoon? And lastly today, number five, Thanksgiving and praise are the weapons of deliverance. Are weapons of deliverance. Many people want to be delivered from the claws and the jaws of the enemy. But they have not engaged the weapon of thanksgiving. In case you are in chains, like Paul and Silas in Acts 16.25, I don't know what kind of chains you are in. Your hands are tied or your legs are tied. They switched over to praise and giving thanks. And the Bible says the chains fell off. I see every chain holding your life, your destiny down, your hands down, your feet down. I see those chains destroyed forever. When you are sold out to a life of thanksgiving and praise, evil spirits can't even hold you ransom. They can't. David helped Saul. You see, when you are a person of a lifestyle of praise and worship, one of the things that happens to you is that you can contact, you can influence, you can help other people who are in bondage. Paul and Silas, I mean, David and Saul, at a time, evil spirits were troubling Saul. But every time, David will come and minister. 
He, every time he comes and he sings, every time he comes and prays, his instruments of praise, something happens to Saul. Chains are broken. He's been freed from the power of the enemy. God is worthy of all thanks and praise. You are delivered by the power of God and his divine presence. Don't forget that when thanks goes up, when praise goes up, his divine presence comes and does what? Envelopes you. It envelopes you. And that's why evil spirits can't stand your presence. That is what happens when you see sometimes the presence of God on people. They fall down sometimes. That's the envelope. That's the wrapping around that takes place. Hallelujah. And I'm trusting God. Even royal voices as they sing in this new season. The presence of God will come and start wrapping around people. In the name of Jesus, wrapping around people, freeing people, freeing them from all sorts and all forms and all shapes of what the devil has to offer them. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I can't hear your amen today. David helps all. I see you help your generation. God is worthy of all thanks and praises. And when you switch to the gratitude side, emptiness is terminated from your life. Job, food, clothing, home is all a gift. What role did you play to be born? God is the reason for the food you have on your table. He's the reason for the breath you have in your nostrils. He's the reason for the peace you have. He's the reason for anything at all that you have become. I hope you would not... Take away thanks and praise from him. Nebuchadnezzar did not give glory to God. He sent him to the University of Animals for seven years. A king in the scriptures in Acts chapter 12. He has even arranged his orators. After speaking, he said, oh, it's not the voice of a man. This is voice of God. Immediately worms came and ate him up. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. God reacts to those who appropriate his glory to themselves. In this new season, you will not take the glory. You will not take the glory. He alone will take the glory. If you have been blessed this morning, I want you to rise on your feet like a champion. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, give him thanks. Give him thanks today that God has helped you to listen to a message like this in the beginning of this new season to become a thanksgiving addict, to learn the power of thanksgiving and begin to exercise it on every side. God has taught you today that you need to become an addict in thanksgiving. He has said, your degree of your gratitude will determine the greatness of your journey. He has said, give thanks passionately and fervently. He has taught us that nothing grows in our hands except through thanksgiving. Lastly, thanksgiving and praise are the weapons of deliverance. I see your new season colorful. 
I see your new season lifted. I see your new season blessed and highly favored. In the name of Jesus. Begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Begin to give him glory and praise. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.